Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ right here in Omaha, Nebraska, and welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Great to be back with our listeners again today, and our prayer is that as we study God's Word together, that you are becoming stronger in your faith and closer to God. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. Well, we encourage you to come and check us out at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. Our church building is located at 3606 North 108th Street, right here in Omaha, 3606 North 108th Street. Come and study God's Word with us. Come and worship God with us. Come and grow spiritually with us. Get to know us. Let us get to know you. Many of our radio listeners through the years have done that. Many have stayed on with us, and we thank God and praise Him for that. We hope that you can have the same experience. We hope to see you soon. Bible classes begin at 9.30 on Sunday mornings, followed with worship at 10.30. Sunday evening, we come back together for another period of worship and Bible study. And on Wednesday evenings, right in the middle of the week, good time to stop and get our spiritual batteries recharged to take on the rest of the week. It's Wednesday evenings, 6.30, we come together for midweek Bible classes. You're welcome to any and all of these services, and we do hope to see you soon. We also encourage you to go to our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. There are an incredible number of Bible studies that are posted on their website, sermons, uh, articles, that are scripturally based and spiritually focused, but also we encourage you to sign up for our podcasting. When you do that, and it's free by the way, it always will be free, you will receive this radio program five days a week automatically to your smartphone or computer or whatever smart device you choose. Search the scriptures, it'll automatically go to your smart device. But you'll also receive Sunday morning Bible class, Wednesday night Bible class, all of our sermons, and a short, about a 13-minute Bible study each day that we call today's Bible class. That's seven days a week, keeping us in God's Word and helping us to, again, stay strong in our faith. So take advantage, churchofchrist.com. We hope that you'll do that. Now, we're going to get back into our line of thought and study. We're talking about heart troubles. And again, not the physical heart in our chest that pumps blood through our circulatory system all day long, every day, as long as we live physically. But we're talking about basically our whole being. We remind you of what Jesus answered when he was asked in Matthew chapter 22, what is the great commandment in the law? And he said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. In Mark's account, he adds with all your strength. Well, so he's talking about basically with our whole being, our mindset, our value system, our conscience, our soul, with all that we are, everything we are, with our whole being. And so that's what we're talking about when we're talking about heart troubles. What, what is really the basis of our value system or the direction in our life that's what we're talking about when we're talking about heart troubles. With all my heart, I believe such and such. Or with all my heart, I know such and such. Well, uh, or I'm dedicated, or I make the commitment. Well, we need to stop and think about what that means. Now, we noted again in Matthew chapter 15, verses 18 and 19, Jesus talks about what comes out of the mouth defiles a man. And then he went on and he listed some actions also 
some behaviors that come from the heart. In verse 19, out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man. So we've been making the point and emphasizing that how we behave, how we act, including what we say, are products of the condition of our heart, and we are the ones who condition our heart. Somebody talks about, well, you know, that person just has no conscience whatsoever. They do wicked things. They do terrible things. Don't seem to have any problem with it at all. No conscience. Why? Because they've conditioned their conscience to not be effective in causing them emotional and mental challenges when they're doing something that they know they should not be doing. But basically, when we're talking about our conscience, we're talking about our heart, the condition of our heart. Now, we've been looking at, I, I want to go back again quickly and, and uh, just go through the definitions we, we laid out on gossip. This is what we're talking about, gossip, in this particular part of our study of heart troubles. Gossip is ugly. Gossip is ungodly. And gossip, for the most part, probably would say is condemning it is going to cause eternal condemnation to the one who participates in it. Now, Webster defines gossip as a person who chatters or repeats idle talk and rumors about others. Notice it does not say a person who repeats facts or good things about other people. No, it says it repeats idle talk and rumors about others. Another definition, personal details a person who is discussing personal details of other people's lives, whether rumor or fact, especially when malicious or when it can cause problems for that person. And I've added, especially when malicious and or salacious. Oh, we like to hear that juicy stuff that we can gossip about, don't we? So personal details of other people's lives. Notice in both of these definitions, it's talking about things that are said about other people. A gossiper doesn't gossip about himself. You notice that? He gossips about other people, or she gossips about other people. Now, one descriptive word, one descriptive word, and let me say also again, emphasize again, people don't like to be around gossipers because they know they gossip all the time. And if they'll gossip about one person, they'll gossip about me. So you're kind of on eggshells when you do find yourself around a person who gossips about other people all the time because you don't want them to pick up anything that suddenly you're going to hear from somebody that they've gossiped about pertaining to you. So you don't like being around those people. You don't feel comfortable around those people. Gossiper, gossip generally is directed at hurting the reputation of another person, but it also destroys the influence and reputation of the one who is doing the gossiping. One of the synonyms we looked at in the scriptures for gossip is talebearer, talebearer. And so 
tail-bearing is condemned in the scriptures. A tail-bearer reveals secrets, but he who is of a faithful spirit conceals a matter. Romans 11 and verse 13. The words of a tail-bearer are like tasty trifles, and they go down into the inmost body. Proverbs 18 and verse 8. You shall not go about as a tail-bearer among your people, nor shall you make a, take a stand against the life of your neighbor. I am the Lord, Leviticus 19 and verse 16. So over and over, we read of tail-bearing, tail-bearing as being sin. And tail-bearing is succinctly describing what gossip is about. You're bearing tales, you're telling tales. And so much of the time, a whole lot of what you're saying, if not all of it, you don't even know if it's really true. Oh, it's true, so-and-so told me. Do you know that they knew it was true? Well, they wouldn't tell me something was untrue. Where'd they get it from? You see, that's the nature of gossip. It just keeps spreading from person to person to person to person. Backbiting is another synonym for gossip, which we've looked at. And the word backbite is translated from two Greek words meaning to speak against. And that's what gossip is again. Now, I pointed out that some people will say, well, if it's true, it's not gossip. Uh, It can be true and still be gossip. There are some things that can be true that you don't need to talk about, especially about other people. Aren't there some things in your life that are true that you don't want anybody to know about? You don't go about talking about them. Why do you do that about other people? Backbiting, to speak against. The north wind brings rain and a backbiting tongue and angry countenance. Proverbs 25 and verse 23. who Who can live with the Lord? Who may dwell in your holy hill? He who walks uprightly and works righteousness and speaks the truth in his heart. He who does not backbite with his tongue, nor does evil to his neighbor, nor does he take up a reproach against his friend. Psalm 15, verses 1 through 3. And then remember that list of sinful practices the Apostle Paul laid out in 2 Corinthians 12 and verse 20? He said, lest there be contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, backbitings, whisperings, conceits, tumults. And you stop and think about every one of those. Do they not relate to gossip? Backbiting simply being a synonym for it. But what about whisperings? And what about contentions and jealousies? Contentions result from gossip. Jealousies are the reason for a lot of gossip. Outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, again, connected either as a result or as a motive behind the gossip. We need to be thoughtful and careful in what we say about other people. Do we know it's true? Even if it's true, is it something that we need to be telling? Well, another synonym for gossip is whisperers, whisperings, whisperings. Have you noticed that when people gossip, so much of the time they lower their voice and it's almost down to a whisper because it's like they're telling a secret, but they're not telling a secret, or at least in a way of trying to keep it a secret, they're telling something they want to get out. 
That's what gossip is. Why would somebody engage in such? In the same text in Paul's Romans letter, the descriptive word whisperers is actually rendered gossips in the new American Standard Version, verse 29, going back to Romans chapter 1. And look at that list again. Paul placed backbiters in a list of sins and whisperers in a list of sins. What are those both synonyms for? Gossip. In a list of sins that will bring eternal condemnation to those practicing such. Backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, and those who practice such things are deserving of death. Now, I said in, in, the, uh, in, in the Romans letter, uh, verse 29, oh, verse 29 in, in, in the Romans letter, and, and notice those, those evil, sinful practices that whisperings is associated with. And going back to 2 Corinthians 12 and verse 20, it's right there next to backbitings. They're both synonyms of the same thing, gossip. And so we're talking about the same condemnation as those other sinful practices that we recognize openly as being sinful and wicked and evil. And, and they're all condemned, including gossip, including gossip. Have you ever noticed that a gossiper is not comfortable hearing, teaching on gossip, or somebody saying, you ought to not be gossiping? Now, here's somebody who's gossiping. They're telling somebody something that doesn't need to be told. They're telling somebody something about somebody else that's meant to be negative and have a negative effect on that, that person's perception of the other person who is the subject of the gossip. But then the person they're talking to says, well, well I don't want to hear gossip. And then they start defending themselves. I, oh, I'm not gossiping. Uh, yeah, you are. Why do you think that person just said, I don't want to hear gossip? But they could become very uncomfortable when they get focused upon as a gossiper. One time, a person said, as I was preaching in a particular congregation many years ago, I've never heard so much teaching against gossip. Well, that was interesting to me because it was said in a tone of voice that was, was not positive. And my thought was, if you're not participating in gossip, why, did, why does it bother you to hear so much teaching against gossip? On another occasion, I was teaching on gossip and a different person, <laughs> and they didn't show up for, those, for most of those lessons. <laughs> because that person was pretty much known to be a gossiper. And I suspect it made them uncomfortable to be listening to teaching that was teaching against gossiping. That, that's what I suspect the motive was, and they're not being there because they were known as a repetitive gossiper. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they were had some illness or something, but it just seemed like it was not coincidental that they did not show up for most of those lessons on gossip. 
You see, a gossiper does not want to have attention called to his bad practice, destructive practice, maligning practice about other people through their gossiping. Now, whisperings, again. Whisperer is an apt term to describe one who, ga- who engages in gossip. The word portrays a person who is involved in conversation that he prefers to be kept in the background, out of the hearing of the public at large, and particularly out of the earshot of the person who is the subject of his whispering or gossip. It denotes secret slander, and that's according to Vine's Expository Dictionary of New Testament Words. Secret slander. And that is, again, a very apt description of gossip. While the audible volume of such whispering gossip is subdued, its effect can be absolutely devastating to the person who is the subject of the gossip or the whispering. David wrote of enemies who hated him, plotting his harm through whispering. All who hate me whisper together against me, against me that advise my heart hurt. Psalm 41 and verse 7. The prophet spoke along the same lines. You have heard their reproach, O Lord, all their schemes against me, the lips of my enemies, and their whispering against me all the day. Lamentations 3, verses 61 and 62. Boy, we, we hear gossip all the time, don't we? In social media, in some kinds of, of you know, again, kind of behind the scenes, around the water cooler at work conversations. A person who involves himself in such whisperings, in such gossip, does so often with the intent of driving a wedge between friends. But regardless of the outright intent, gossip is by its very nature malicious. Remember that original definition that we looked at. A person who chatters or repeats idle talk and rumors about others. And then the second definition, someone who discusses personal details of other people's lives, whether rumor or fact, especially when malicious. Especially when malicious. Interesting. Now, again, the wise man paints a vivid image. An ungodly man digs up evil, and it is on his lips like a burning fire. His boy's got to tell it. A perverse man sows strife. Strife goes with gossiping. And a whisperer separates the best of friends. Proverbs 16, verses 27 and 28. Well, note further the destructive nature of gossip. He who covers a transgression seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates friends. Proverbs 17 and verse 9. Somebody tells some gossip about another person. They don't go to the person. A gossiper never goes to the person, virtually ever, who is the subject of the gossip that he's trying to spread. 
but he talks about that person to other people. And it gets to other people because those who listen to it, then they'll pass it on to others. And sometimes they'll think it's something that's absolutely corroborated as fact when they don't, because they just simply believe what the person told them, the gossiper told them. But whatever the case, then it gets to somebody who is in a close relationship with that person who is the subject of the gossip, and now their relationship is damaged or maybe even destroyed because of the gossip and the subject of which may not even be true. A whisperer, a gossiper separates the best of friends. Hmm. He who covers a transgression seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates friends. Proverbs 16, 27, and 28, Proverbs 17, and verse 9. The Apostle Paul sounded a strong warning to the Corinthian congregation against the practice, this practice of whispering, gossip. In a list of unsightly sins of uncontrolled emotion and tongue, he said, I fear, I fear lest when I come I shall not find you such as I wish and that I shall not be found by you such as you wish, lest there be contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, backbitings, that's gossip, whisperings, that's gossip, conceits, that really is the motivation of gossip a lot of times, and tumults, 2 Corinthians 12 and verse 20 characteristics of gossip, the way gossip can be described in synonymous terms. And notice again some of the motives that we've talked about. You think about that list that Paul just went through in 2 Corinthians 12 and verse 20, contentions, the result of gossip, jealousies, that's a motive for gossip a lot of times. Jealous over what somebody else has accomplished or how, how he is looked upon by other people in such a favorable light. And so you try to tell that, tear that person down through gossip. Outbursts of wrath, again, the result of gossip being told about somebody. Selfish ambitions, well, basically, again, jealousies. Again, the motive behind a lot of gossip and the same with conceits and tumults ultimately developing as a result of somebody gossiping about somebody else. We need to be careful. We need to be mindful. We need to be godly. And we need to not be agents of the devil by spreading gossip that doesn't need to be told. <clears throat> Let's pray. Father in heaven, please help us to be on guard against being drawn into gossip. And please guide us to never be gossipers ourselves. Please help us, Father. Strengthen us. Help us to have pure hearts. Please forgive us, gracious Father, and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.